Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. I had so much shame around it because I was like, that's the hot button. Isn't it? That is the hot Isn't button it? word is the shame. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I knew what to do. I knew how to do it. I was doing it well. People called me the mean money lady at work because I would be like, mm, yeah, no, that's over budget. Right. Sorry. But I had no mean money lady in my own life. Mm-hmm. And what I like to tell my clients is there, you know, once you're an adult, there is no principal's office, right? There's no one there to, to hold you accountable mm-hmm. that you have to show up and say, hey, here's what I did. And so you just kind of get to go on down your own road without anyone kind of looking in and giving you that guidance. And I think that's why a coach is so important in whatever whatever realm you're working in. Mm-hmm. is having someone that can look over your shoulder and say, hey, I tell my clients, your money looks fine from my house. And and that's my way of putting that space of, I can't get too drawn into your yeah, story because right. then I'm not helpful. Yeah. Right. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hey, hey, hey. This is the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Sarah Madras. And I am Jenny Midgley. Welcome, welcome. This is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. So exciting today. It's your favorite topic. It is money, 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 y'all. So on today's episode, we have Melissa Turnus, who is a money mindset mastery speaker, educator, extraordinaire financial person. And she is trailblazing a path for women to demystify all of these money mysteries and also to own their power in their own money. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad to be here. And it is also, Sarah, my favorite topic. Yay. Love it. Love it. Love it. And right. I think that is the, the space of stepping into how do we as women own our wealth? Yes. Because I'm going to be honest, I wasn't always like, and even just now when I did the intro, I was a little bit triggered a little of like, oh my God, I hope people don't think I'm a bad, like money hungry person who only cares about money because that's not it. Like I've always struggled with that of like, yes, money is good. And that's how we provide for our families. And that's how we provide for others to be able to tithe or to donate, things like that. But it was like, oh, is it okay for me to like money? Or does that make me a bad person? And so my journey of healing and being at that place of like, yes, it's okay for me to love wealth and want to use that for good purposes. It's it's a journey. I did not get here today, y'all. Like no. I had to take the journey to get here. Well, <laughs> and I mean, it's this is a real, like we're going to have a real conversation, right? I'm 41 years old now. So for 41 years almost, I legitimately thought that people don't talk about money, right? Like it's this taboo topic because that's what we're taught, especially as women. We don't talk about money. And so... I had a very small and weak moment where I couldn't figure out my word of the year. Like I've been doing the word of the year for a while and and I use it as an intention, right? Like more than like, this is, I'm going to live up to something. Mine is an intention. And I look at it as a kind of guiding like principle for what's going to happen. And I was struggling. Like I was on the struggle bus 
And it was the the beginning of the second week of January. And we were here recording. And we were sitting um, at a table just kind of waiting for our time slot. And I said, I was like, I'm having so much trouble. Like, I can't figure out my word of the year is going to be. And usually it comes to me like an instant download, right? Like, it's like, boom, it's there. And what kept coming to me was money. But I was restructuring it in my head and saying, oh, it should be abundance. It should be like awareness. It should be financial health or some other colorful sugar-coated word. And I'm not a color. I mean, I'm colorful, but I'm not like a sugar-coated person. You were like, girlfriend. It's money. It's money. You want money, woman. You want money. And she's like, do you know what my word of the year was for last year? And I was like, no. She's like, it was money. Yep. And I was like, oh. And she said, I'm going to tell you the same thing that my friend Tori told me last year when I was having the same argument in my head with myself, which was, you know, fuck it. Just say it's money. Like you want to earn more money. And that's okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. My word of the year is money. And I shit you not, the next week I got like four new contracts, four Mm -hmm. headshots Mm -hmm. and branding sessions. The beginning of this month, I booked more in one day I invoiced more in one day yes. than I had in like the last quarter. Yep. And that's of 2019. Awesome because what happened for you in that moment was you quit trying to make it something. And what I call is it's you were in integrity with yourself all of a sudden. As soon mm-hmm. as you said money money is what keeps coming, money is the download. But I don't want it to be that because people are going to think this out of the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And the moment you said, yes, it's money, you became in integrity with yourself. And the moment you step in and you can be in integrity with yourself inside and outside, everything falls into place. It was amazing. Yeah, you claimed it. It was I that did. power of decision of I have decided I'm claiming this. Boom. Because you internally knew that that's what it was anyway. Mm-hmm. Until you could in your you know logical brain say, yes, this is it. Instead of talking yourself out of it, and then it all appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like magic. And it was funny because I didn't notice it at first. And I said something to you, Sarah, and she was like, well, yeah, of course it is. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. My word of the year is money. How do you start that conversation with women? So we all have these money stories that are running from when we were children. And without saying, okay, someone told me that money was bad or that it wasn't okay to have it or it wasn't okay to want it. Until we can start like parsing out those parts of our story and saying, okay, is that still true for me today? Mm-hmm. Right. And it is this. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who can't see what Sarah's doing right now, I'm she's like. cheering. I'm like, having, yes, girl, yes. preach it. Yes. <laughs> this is why we need a, a video a video, recording. A video yeah. recording. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it is that space of looking at it and saying, you know, it might have been true when I was six or 10 or 15 or 20, but is it still true for me today? And we don't often think about what we're thinking about. We don't question what we're thinking about. We don't really step in and say, hey, what's what's going on in there? Like, just like you. Oh, it can't be money. It can't be money. You know, right? And we get all hung up on scary word, yeah. It is. It's a scary word because we've been taught not to talk about it. How you just said, is it true for you now? It might have been true for you when you were a kid. It probably wasn't even true for you when you were a kid. It's just that the story that you told based on the mixed up information that you had as a child. Right. That you have a parent that's maybe standing and and constantly talking about how much things cost. Mm -hmm. So in your head, you translate that into, I can't afford anything because everything's so expensive. Or I'm not worth it. Is that something, too, as 
as business owners and y'all, it is like such a trigger of madness for me is people not charging what they're worth. And I'm like, oh my God, like, please increase your prices. Like, cause it has ripple effects on the market, first of all. And then honestly, it makes my job harder as an entrepreneur. Cause I'm like, you're undervaluing yourself. So you're out there charging pennies for your knowledge, for your skill set, your gifts, the impact that you're having on the clients that you're serving. And so then people I'm, that are aware of their worth and have claimed it and are like charging that, they're like, well, so-and-so is charging a quarter of what you're doing. Which is like the photographer's life, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a camera. I mean, people are out there saying, hey, I'll take your family pictures with my fancy phone now. And it doesn't so, work that way. It does not work that way, right? <laughs> they don't turn out like yours do. Thank you. Um, thank you for that. But it is because I was there, right? Like I did all the undervaluing and the I'm not worth it. I don't have the experience. I didn't go to school for this. This is a second career for me. Like I just, I learned a different way and it took me a, about eight years to recognize that that different way wasn't bad mm-hmm. and that different way wasn't the wrong way. That it was just a different way. And so now when I meet photographers, I look at their portfolio, I will straight up like, hey, girlfriend, raise your prices. Mm-hmm. Raise, go home right now, yeah. raise your prices. If you struggle with that, I got people for you to talk to. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I think the other side of it too is not only does it affect the market, but it affects your client's experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I noticed as I you know went through the process, I've been doing it for 11 years now, as I increased my rates, my clients got better results. And not only that, they are so much more invested. You get better yeah. clients because you're actually targeting your ideal client when you set your cost of doing business at a profitable rate for you. And you're actually attracting the people who you want to work with. Does it? Do well, you see and that? the clients that you are totally, I think it's twofold too. Cause that, yes. And then second fold, like we're talking about is they bring their A game. So even exactly. if they have been clients with you before, they're upping their game yep. because they're like, because the investment's higher. Exactly. If I'm spending X, Y, and Z dollars now, I'm, I'm getting my get money worth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even if you think about it in a pair of shoes, right? If you spend $1,000 on a pair of shoes, you're not going to wear them out in the mud. Probably not. Probably not. Truth. <laughs> like, probably not. Thank right. you for that example. So, but if I have a $20 pair of shoes, I'm not concerned whether I step in the mud puddle or like sorta. Right. But I'm not, I'm not invested in them. Damn, mm-hmm. that is so simple, but so powerful. And until you step in at a level of being invested. That's good. I just had an aha. Thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show for today. I hope y'all enjoy it. But, but it is this space of anytime we step in and invest in ourselves, whether it's in personal development work mm-hmm. personally to grow our business, whether it's in photography for our business so that we look like we feel and we're presenting ourselves well, until we invest, we're not motivated to do anything with it. Right. And especially in, in the money world, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. I won't lie to anybody. It's hard work. It's hard work to deal with the stories. It's hard work to look at your money. And if you're not on the front end ready to step in, you're not going to get the results. Mm -hmm. And the investment changes that. Can you share with us what is a client's story that comes to mind that for you has been very impactful, powerful? Oh, I have lots of them. It can be everything from I had a client who came to me. She had a lot of debt at the time. 
was a very in a, in a very specialty field in the accounting world and had lost her job and found herself because she was such a specialist unemployed for a time right there we worked together and, and she got all of it taken care of built up what she needed to do she was doing the things she needed to be doing and she got laid off a year later and she was completely prepared and there was not even a blip in in the way she was able to kind of walk through the world and mm-hmm. it's it's those kind of things like when we can look at our money and we're not afraid of mm-hmm. the layoffs how did she get there it, by doing the work. It what's is. The, I know, but I'm like, what's, no, the, what's work? the work? So let's let's rewind. Hold on. What's I, I see where Sarah's going. So let's rewind. And I see say, where Sarah's going. Sarah, <laughs> would you like to, you can come and talk to me. We'll talk right. afterwards. Right. No, but like, I want to, I want to just put pause on this for right now, because I think what, what's missing from this piece is how did you get to this point of working, like doing this? Like, where did your company come Like, Where did your company come from? Where did I come from? Where did you? <laughs> Where were you like, born? Like, we know you're, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you, you're, there was a tornado and your house landed on the Wicked Witch, right? Like, it was, what? Like you're, we're not in That's Kansas anymore. That's the story anymore. I've always heard. <laughs> Where did you find your ruby slippers? My ruby slippers came from doing it myself. So, I woke up one day, I had $75,239.92 in what I call random things debt, meaning nothing respectable, like that's not student loans. That's not car payments. That's not a mortgage. Like none of the respectable stuff, right? That was like, credit card debt. So like over seventy thousand dollars in credit card debt is seventy five. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Seventy five thousand two hundred ninety three dollars gotcha. ninety four cents. Yeah. And and I woke up one day and I'm like, okay, there's something wrong. <laughs> How'd that happen? Right. I mean, and, it, and I was kind of shocked by it because like. It's it's in different places, right? So it's not like there's oh that's one, how it happens, right? Like yeah. there's a little here and there's a little here. Okay, technically that's not a little, but <laughs> you know, anything over five digits is probably not a little, right? Right. And so I I just and I'm like, okay, wait, what's going on here? Because the the really sad part of that is I'm an undergraduate in accounting and a master's in business, and at the time I was managing a fifty million dollar budget at work to the penny. Mm. So I had every skill mm-hmm. like, but that's like the cobbler's son having no shoes right, right? Like, you do it elsewhere and or like the the house cleaner whose house is like an episode of hoarders mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> but and and I think that's it but it was too personal to me right right like I could do anyone else's money mm-hmm. but couldn't there there's and, and that's mm-hmm. when you start getting into oh there's emotion attached to money Ooh. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have stories that I brought up with me. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Right. All of these things. And I just woke up one day and I was like, okay, crap. This is not like, this is this is just like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And in my process of getting out of debt, I went like gangbusters. It was like, okay, this, I need, I need, I've got to fix this. Right. Right. And in the got to fix this, I did Dave Ramsey for a while. I went and got trained by him because I... As soon as I started doing it, I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. This is what, like, I am here because this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my so, life. So, like, you just mm-hmm. had, like, one of those flash moments of, like, I got this. And now I'm going to spread this message out to women everywhere. And and what I realized through the process is, okay, they're cookie-cutter approaches. Because, like, there's the cut up your credit cards. Go on an 800 calorie for your diet. Mm-hmm. Right. That doesn't work. 
And then there's the whole other side, which is, oh, I'm going to. And my friend just cracks up when I do this. So I can already hear her <laughs> laughing when she listens to this. The vision board, your way to millions, Cam. Right? Right. right? Like, you can you can picture it. You can picture right. it. You can picture someone going, oh, just vision board, your way just to Just visualize millions. and visualize. manifest it. And, you know. As if you'd... manifesting is just visualization. Right. Like, right. Right. No. Right. And that's the whole piece is there are kind of these two camps out there when you start looking at money. It's like either go on a money diet or just do a vision board. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And the reality is you need both the emotional and the strategic. Mm-hmm. You're diving deep at the core of what is causing it. The story, the emotion, the experiences. Like that's what you're clearing out. You're not just like, hey, all that mess and junk that's mm-hmm. holding you back and having those limiting beliefs around money. Let's just ignore them and deal with the surface vision board or diet plan. Like, right. no, 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 that never works. Because it wasn't well, the credit cards that were the problem. Right. 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 Like, yeah. You, you were the problem. You were the problem. I yeah. was the problem. And that's the thing is we like to say, oh, just cut up the cards and you'll be fine. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to work. Right. Because I'm still there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is digging into what was going on. Mm-hmm. What caused it? is much more important to fix than it. Right. So what what did you find is like your top three reasons for getting into $75,293.92? Close. Close. Damn it. Close. So close. (laughs) Close. Hey, it's in that ballpark. Right. It's in the ballpark. (laughs) See, you're probably a visual person. And if you had seen it, it, then you could remember it. So when I got into it, I just realized that I grew up, my mom used credit cards. The part I never saw was that she paid them off in full mm-hmm. at the end of every month. Now, logically, I know that. Like, logically, I know that that's how that process works, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a degree in this stuff. so. <laughs> and that, right. I mean, that was that was what it was just like. And I've, I had so much shame around it because I was like. That's the hot button. Isn't it? That is the hot isn't button it? word is the shame. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I knew what to do. I knew how to do it. I was doing it well. People called me the mean money lady at work. Because I would be like, mm, yeah, no, that's over budget. Right. Sorry. But I had no mean money lady in my own life. Mm-hmm. And what I like to tell my clients is there, you know, once you're an adult, there is no principal's office. Right. There's no one there to, to hold you accountable mm-hmm. that you have to show up and say, hey, here's what I did. And so you just kind of get to go on down your own road without anyone kind of looking in and giving you that guidance. And I think that's why a coach is so important in whatever whatever realm you're working in mm-hmm. is having someone that can look over your shoulder and say, hey, I tell my clients, your money <laughs> looks fine from my house. And and that's my way of putting that space of I can't get too drawn into your yeah, story because right. then I'm not helpful. Yeah. Right. The, 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 like essentially the house and you said oh, yes. it was for you identifying one that your mom growing up, what you saw was, hey, credit cards, but you didn't see the back end of her paying it off and, every month. And right. the other side of that is they were very frugal with money. And so it was just very odd. And I think that's the piece for people to understand is you, you may see something, they may be telling you something completely different, but what you're seeing mm-hmm. is a lot of times what imprints, not what was actually said or what was actually totally. done. And it's your reality around what that was. Mm-hmm. Totally. We grew up upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, I never thought about any money or where, like we just, mm-hmm. things were 
they were just there. Of. Yes. But my mom always had a shop consignment. We never bought anything unless it was on sale or from the thrift store. And like, I still do that today. Yeah. It wasn't from this place of poverty of can't afford. It was like, well, that don't make sense to me. If I can go buy something over there. <laughs> For like half off. Exactly. Why am I going to pay full price for it over here? But it's interesting because my husband, that's not how he grew up. And his mindset is you're paying for the quality of it. He's like, Sarah, you can go to Goodwill and buy. Because I'm like, I get my clothes from Goodwill, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. You got to go to the nice ones in the nice yep. neighborhood and you get some fancy stuff. And he's like, why are you going to go spend $20 on five dresses from Goodwill where you could buy like a signature piece over here? And his logic does not make sense to me either because right. I'm like, I can only wear that once. <laughs> right, right. That's that, like, you can get five dresses. To me, that's a better value, right? Like, right. and it's very similar. Mom, I know you're going to listen to this. So just, I, I say <laughs> And we this, love you, Mom. I say this with love, right? <laughs> my parents are so funny about this. I, that's another, that's another episode. Um, we'll, we'll bring our, we'll bring my parents in when they visit. But they, like. The apology her, tour. Her, <laughs> <laughs> like her response, right? As I've been an adult, like everything, she's like, can't you just charge it? And I'm like, and they grew up literally with nothing. Like my mom and her mother grew up with nothing. My, my dad and his family were like very poor. And they've done incredibly well. I don't have to worry a darn bit about them at all. But it, it took me having the, the strength and the awareness to say to her mom, we don't use credit cards. Like we got in trouble and we are trying to not, do that again mm-hmm. right like and so you know yourself right? right I still like when I I mean we're adults right like we have to have credit cards <laughs> like there has to be a point at which you're like I'm not gonna fear that anymore like right. don't fear the reaper right we have them but I'm always in the back of my head going am I gonna fall into the same trap and how do I avoid that and I don't want to rack up credit card debt again I don't want to like mm-hmm. I want to live debt free and I know that there are going to be at times circumstances that will require the accumulation of a little bit of debt. And that's okay. Like that's where the part I'm like. (sighs) And, and I think the big qualifier in that is, is it consumer debt mm -hmm. or is it investment debt? Right. Right. And I, I think especially in the entrepreneurial world, there are times when you need to invest. Exactly. Right. If you needed a new piece of camera equipment to do this next stage of, photography Mm -hmm. that you're going to do, that would be an investment in your business and something that you can make a plan to, this is how I'm going to pay it off Mm -hmm. out of every this, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's investment debt. But then there's this space of consumer debt. And I think we just lump it all in and it's like, oh, debt's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But if it's taking you somewhere and you're going to get a return on that, it's very different to carry that kind of debt than my $75,000 that was not taking me anywhere. And you saying that for me triggered like, oh, that's where my money story as a kid came from is because we went from that place of upper middle class, everything was fine to then my dad kind of got like royally got screwed in a family business deal. And then my mom left a little bit later. And so between the business deal and my mom leaving with a divorce, we went from, hey, I never think about it to now my dad is selling items out of our house in order to pay bills and from 17, like we were like this side of the fence to the whole other side of the fence like right. that. And so since 17 years old, I've been completely financially self-sufficient. Like I just knew like, oh, this is what's happening now. Mm. I got to be able to 
step up and do what needs to be done. And that's like what had to get done. But for so long, that was part of my money story of I got to be careful where I invest and the business deals or Mm -hmm. how like I built my business from the ground up because I was like, I'm not taking, but like all that, that money story was in the background going, don't trust people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Guard your money, keep it safe. Like you could lose it at any time. Even family is not safe. Exactly. Even family isn't safe. Even marriage isn't safe. Like I'm all about like, Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of our money. Right. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because like as right now, it's so much, I love having the conversations with my adult friends now that like, almost seem exciting like taboo like the shit that we talk about and it's freeing and it's like thank god I have somebody to talk about it with right but money is one of those things and I I have friends who like they have completely separate finances they have one household account Mm -hmm. but they have completely separate otherwise and I'm like that's weird right like as soon as, like, before we got married, my husband and I just put everything in one, like, we're just going to, it's all our money, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is family. So it's family. Like, to me, it's just so interesting how differently people do it because it's coming from those right. money stories. And if you're not asking the questions, right, of, like, why am I doing this, right? So how do you get that message out there to, like, drill into all of us going like think about the why think about why you're spending what you're spending think about why you need this why are you doing this why are you making these choices how do you drill that what message I, in? what I do is a daily a money tracker okay right? oh so, daily yes ma'am. oh dang yeah yeah it feels intense it is intense it's on a page in there oh wow okay um so it's a daily money tracker so then I can look at what came in today and what went out today. I'm already being triggered. Anybody I, else? Anybody right? else? I'm feeling my anxiety. Right? I already had this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, I need some water. Yeah. I had a conversation about a week ago with Paul Roberts about this. So it was like. Y'all, I'm legit yeah. sweating. I'm taking my sweater off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a moment. Like you have to know where the money. That's why I'm going to. I'll tell you about what we're doing this month. But yeah, so that's. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm, I'm so prepared. sorry. I'm prepared for this today. I'll utilize my coping <laughs> skills. Go. Here, I'm sure we have something that we can fan you with. Right. But so so daily tracking your money, and it can be triggering. And that's the reality of it. But it doesn't, just because we track it, doesn't mean anything different is happening. Right? So taking a deep breath, and you make the ah sound. Oh, there you go, Sarah. Right. So, but if you make the ah sound when you let that deep breath out, it switches from your sympathetic nervous system to your parents. Totally. And it like, you can almost feel like there's an egg cracking on your head and it's kind of this like. Right. Cause now I went into an intellectual mode where I want to ask you more questions. So I'm just going to pepper her with questions and we're going to, we're going to move around this. Cause she's never had this happen before with any of her clients where they're like, oh, well, what about dogs? Let's just talk about dogs. I'm like, let's dig deeper into this. Let's go. No deflection. (laughs) Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. 
That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. But the whole space of looking at your money every day, right? What came in, what went out. Mm -hmm. That's great. And that's one piece of information. But the bigger piece of information is, was it in alignment with what I want or was it in violation? Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So Very much. So all of my work is based on alignments and violations. And we look at the space of, is my dream, my values, my priorities, and my money, are they all going in the same direction give me that one more time my dreams your dream my value your values and your priorities priorities thank you and your money and my money okay when all four of those are going in the same direction you're in alignment okay because the moment your priorities are off in left field or your money is off in left field you're not accomplishing what it is you say you want to do mm-hmm. that's great too oh, i love that thank you for a second aha moment that's also a great tool to apply to time Mm-hmm. It applies mm-hmm. to everything. It yep. applies to so, so yep. many things. I love that tool. And so the reason that like I wasn't triggered is because I had this conversation. So we're doing. She said I was triggered last week. I'm fine. I, right. yeah. Well, I and I can I before yeah, we go, jump to go, that. Go. So what popped into my head was counting calories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, because I remember a time when I was counting calories and it like almost triggered an eating disorder. And so for me, I was like, <gasps> I don't want to be counting pennies. I don't want it to trigger a money disorder. Right. You know what I mean? So the space of, of looking at it, we look at it first. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, here's what came in. Here's what went out. And then I look at my day and what was going on for me today. Right? Was I stressed out? Mm-hmm. Did I feel inadequate in some way? Was I in an environment that triggered something for me? I look at all those things. Was... Was I not prepared for something? All of the things. Did I have a fight with a friend or a spouse mm-hmm. or like all of those things? Because all of those things are triggering our money because we buy emotionally and we justify rationally. Totally. So if I just track my money. And it can be buying a freaking latte. It's not like buying a, exactly. like, it's mm-hmm. not like buying a handbag or buying shoes. It can be buying a latte. Right. Or, it, it, it's yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at what did I, what came in today and what went out today? And then I look at my day and say, like, 
if I was totally uncomfortable sitting here, which mm-hmm. I could talk for hours, and right. I, I'm sure the three of us could, you know, totally. just go yeah, on forever. Easily. Totally. But if I was uncomfortable talking, and then I left here, and I went to the mall, and I bought stuff, it is out of the discomfort of right talking and being being you know, vulnerable, being mm-hmm. vulnerable that I spent. Mm-hmm. So then I need to look at the trigger. It's not the money. It's never the money. It's right? never the money. It's never right? the money. So it's I look at the, the money. It's not about the money, right? If I look at the trigger, which is like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm nervous or whatever. I can identify the trigger and I can identify my tr- patterns around the triggers and I can make different choices. Mm-hmm. But until I identify, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Then... I, I'm just making the, like, I'm just like, well, I just spent a lot right. of money today. Right. Well, and I don't totally know why. the well, first stage of change is awareness. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that like after the holidays and, and my husband and I were looking at our bank account because he's also a small business owner. He's a partner in an IT firm. And we have to be very strategic and intentional about our spending because we made a big investment and now it's paying off, but we also have to be mindful. aware mindful. and mindful, yeah. right? So... We were like, something's off, right? Like, <laughs> there's there's something that's not right here. And we went back and looked, and we were doing all of the convenience eating. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, hockey's hockey practice for our son is 6 o'clock on Sunday night, so it's pizza Sunday. Oh, basketball practice is Thursdays at 7 o'clock. Oh, it's pizza Thursday. Like, we were eating out way too much. It was way too much convenience. Or, like, I'd be running around, or I, I don't do the cooking. My husband does the cooking. Like, I made dinner last night. That was like a banner day. I mean, I can cook. I just I don't. I cooked once. Right. I cooked once time. for the year. Check. Yep, yes. I'm good. And that's fine. Well, and it started, it's funny, because it started because when we were dating, he would always take over. Like, I'd be making dinner or whatever, and he would always take over, and then I'd do the dishes. And, like, it just worked out that way. And so we just created that routine, and that's life, right? And here we are almost 17 years later. <laughs> And it's still a good life. life. It's a wonderful life. And he does the laundry. Like, it's great. So we started, like, in January, we're like, all right, we got to figure something out. So we decided to set a no-spend February. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's also, uh, she's a private attorney, but she has her own practice. And she was like, oh, yeah, we do that. We call it frugal February. And I was like, that is genius. A, I love alliteration. And B, Mm -hmm. like, I love theme things and see like frugal February. And February is a short month. And February is a short month. Right. So <laughs> then like, so we decided no extra spending, like no frivolous spending. There's no, like no. She's been good about it too. At Target. I, last Friday we were here forever and I was like, let's go get lunch. She's like, nope, I can't. I'm like, I'm hungry girl. She's like, nope, I can't. <laughs> and it, right. And it's, but it's that being mindful and intentional and recognizing like, do I need this today? Or am I just placating? And it's funny because my four-year-old will be like, hey, mommy, I want a princess crown. I want to, like, let's go to Target and buy it. <laughs> like, uh-oh. Yeah, mommy, <laughs> let's go. And my son was asking for whatever. And I'm like, remember, it's February. And he literally, like last night, he had a major tantrum. But, you know, he gets it. And he- When is this over, mom? I know. He's, I'm like, don't worry, February's coming in soon. When but, you when you go in the house and all the calendars have been changed to March, you'll know that they exactly revenge <laughs> February is over. And then we actually applied that further because we were like, okay, if we're not going to be eating out, then we're going to be doing meal planning. And so we're like, we've been talking about doing uh, a, a strategic shift of what 
we put in our bodies. And so that turned into a really great opportunity for us to, to try some new eating habits too. So like it all rolled into one, but it started with that one realization of like, we know we make money. Where did it go? Where did it go? And that is, I hear that more often than anything. It's like, well, I make plenty, but it's just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, well, there's just always money in the checking account until, until something happens and there's one little hiccup and it's like, and it's, it can just be one little hiccup that is like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it is the space of starting with one thing Mm -hmm. like that. I'm. It, it's part of everything. It's one incremental small step that changes everything. Because if you can repeat one small step, you're going to have one small win and one small win and one small win. And th- that adds up over the year. Yeah. And that is For, so powerful. Can you say that again? The one incremental step part. One small incremental step. Mm. It It's just taking one tiny thing. So even if you just said, today, I'm not going to eat out because... I want whatever mm-hmm. in the end. This is more important to me. And taking that one small step, like it can be even something like asking for a refund, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because that's a, that's a like triggering thing that for a, a lot very of very triggering thing yep. is, okay, that wasn't right. I sent it back. I didn't get the full refund, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's easier to let that go than it is to say, okay, I'm going to go deal with that one thing. Mm-hmm. And if I deal with that one thing, or put the bills on equal payment plans or any of those things, that's a win. And as we start to catalog those wins every day, you know, just write, this was my money win for the day. And then at the end of the week, like that. yeah, it's a that. book. Like and then, that. and then at the end of the week, <laughs> we, we list all the money wins out because then we're celebrating all the stuff that went well, because too often we just get stuck in the, she wouldn't take me to go get my crown at Target. Right. Right. And in that moment, it's it's a very defeated moment mm-hmm. instead of, but look at all these awesome things that came out of this. Right. And so focusing on that awesome piece that came out of it is much better than looking at the, the other side. So you've referenced this book several times and the, the um, listeners, I know you can't see what's happening in studio, but there's a, it looks like a, like a planner, like a, a yearly planner. So tell us about this book. So it's called the Aligned Money Life Activator. Okay. Because I like I, that. I'm like, I, I'm floored just by the title. So yes, yeah, let's yes. go. It's the Aligned Money Life Activator. Because that's really what we want. We want our life and our money aligned. Mm-hmm. Right? Just going back to what you were saying, uh, the, picking your word. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I need that to be aligned. Mm-hmm. And how do you make that process happen? So it is a daily action guide. And, and mine that, that is here is customized. And I okay. have notes on how to do that. Because it's, it's a regular book, full color. It's available on Amazon and is called the Aligned Money Life Activator. Okay, go. Because I don't, you like skipped over it and I was like, no, let's really acknowledge. So it's taking those small steps every day. It's great for business owners. It, it's got all the different components in it to take what you want out of life and make it happen every day. And in dealing with the money piece, you're making everything else happen because money touches everything. It really does. And, you know, I mean, like, it's funny. Like, I always say money, you know, the whole money can't buy happiness thing is totally tongue in cheek because money really can't buy happiness. And the reason, like, I'm not looking at it like that you can frivolously spend and it's that consumer like that 
What did you call the unresponsive? Well, of course, your life un- is happier if you're not worrying about money. Exactly. Like, That's come on, people. Ding, ding, ding. Right. <laughs> but it was the, what did you call the? It was the, nothing respectable? Nothing respectable debt, right? Like it's that you can, if it makes you happy, go take your family to a Hurricanes game. If it makes you happy, you can celebrate a money win by saving like because you've saved and budgeted so that you can buy those that I would never buy a thousand dollar shoes I'm setting no judgment against those who want thousand dollar shoes maybe but it brings in a thousand dollars worth of joy exactly she like, would buy a thousand dollar camera or a thousand dollar true hands true down like on my <laughs> list is thirty six hundred dollars worth of equipment by right. the end of the year and so everybody has their thing mm-hmm. and right. you but have- I still buy it used because you know what <laughs> She's justifying herself over I'm here. I'm not even justifying. Still buy it used, y'all. Because the pro- There's the still something is, to let go there. Yes. There is, <laughs> well, here's my thing, though, right? Like, And there's nothing wrong with buying used. There's nothing wrong with buying used. And there, mine is a socially conscious thing. It's just going to sit there or it's going to be trashed, right? Like, I don't want this whatever electronic piece to end up in the landfill and, and rotting the, the... So I buy used equipment with the intention because... I don't want it just to sit there, not used, and or end up in a in a landfill somewhere. And I think that's a really important distinction in buying used versus buying new is the space of saying, I can buy it new and I'm choosing mm-hmm. to ding, buy ding, it ding. used. Mm-hmm. Because there there is this mindset and and, and thrift stores like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to buy it at a thrift store is a very different than I choosing to buy it totally. at a thrift store mm-hmm. right and it's yeah. a very different and it sounds the same to a lot of people but that is a very well the uh, power is different one is powerless exactly. and one is powerful exactly and yeah. it can sound the same See, i'm powerful right you are yeah. powerful <laughs> because you have you have a reason behind it right. that is not and i'm powerful with my goodwill dresses you are and i'm i'm <laughs> i'm with you on the clearance and the ebay and the use like totally and Poshmark, it's, thread up it's the space of why you're doing it, right? right. So we're going back to yep. that question of like, why is it because I don't believe I'm worthy of having something new? Right. Very different than this is just a wise use of my money. Exactly. Yep. And that's where I approach it. That it's, I always look at it as this a wise, well, not always, but like for the big <laughs> ticket items, right? Like, is this a wise use of my, I don't need a new car. I, what do I need a new car? Like the new to me is perfectly mm-hmm. acceptable. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it's the same thing with cameras. If it's a low shutter count, it can be five years old. It's all good. It's still going to work. It's still going to produce because I'm the talent behind the camera. Exactly. It's not necessarily about just the equipment. Yep. Right, because I'm I bet you, you can take a fabulous picture with your phone that we uh, that are not photographers wouldn't know how to frame the image right. that way. So it, right. it is all in your talent and using the equipment. To add to that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I know. Yep. It's so funny when my mom sees pictures that I post from like my iPhone or whatever. Oh, that's a wonderful picture. I love that picture. Can I get a copy of it? I'm like, you think I was a photographer. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who knew? Thanks, mom. All right. So we do something on our show called the lightning round and it's rapid fire and we just ask you questions and the first thing that comes to your head is is the answer. So it's like a boom, it boom. is the answer. And yes. And in the event you don't know the answer, the answer is money. Okay. okay. <laughs> Love it. I'll, Love I'll just it. throw that in yes. there, you know. Yes. Little safeguard for myself. Yes. Right. All right, Sarah, fire away. Okay. What is your favorite place in the world? Belize. Key Cocker. Little Island. Mm. Ooh. Pretty blue water. Nice. Never even heard of it. We're going to have to Google that. Yeah. 
I mean, I know where Belize is. I but, mean, yes, yeah. but like not the little city. Okay. How do you unwind? That's an excellent question because I don't do it very well. So the answer is money. Money <laughs> is the answer to that. <laughs> money answers everything. <laughs> no, but like, so you don't. I can be listening to an audio book or something like that to mm-hmm. unwind, but I am not a very good unwinder. Okay. Like, That's fair. It's, it's, I'm one of those that runs to the end. But like, so. And then it's like, okay, it's time to go to bed. So would unwinding for you be like going out to a meal with friends that you have? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be defined as a relaxation as we would define relaxation, right? Like. Certainly. Okay. Certainly. All yeah. right. Fun times with friends. What awesome. is your favorite quote? It's not always about fixing something that's broken. It's about starting over and creating something better. Oh, I love that. It's not about fixing something that's broken. It's about. Sometimes it's about starting starting over over. and creating something brand new. What is the best gift money has given you? Freedom, which would be that pretty blue water in Belize. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. Okay. Last one. What keeps you up at night? Knowing that people don't understand money and they're taking it and making it be something bad. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, it, that. And that's. It's like money's not bad, and we just need to fix. It's just a tool. We just need to fix how we're relating to it. Yeah, money is just a tool. Right. Thank you so much. I love talking. Now I love talking about. It. Like a year ago, I'd have been like, No, we're not talking about money. It's bad. She but, can't come in because no. I don't want to talk about it. Right. <laughs> We're not going to have all these funny people. And it's a continual journey. It is. You know? It, it is. is. Yeah. Just and like it, anything else. It even is for me, right? There are times when there's something that comes up and I'm like, dang, that is so a client situation and I just need to turn it on myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, you're never done. Right. You're never done. There's always another lever. There's always another layer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're never done with it. And I think that's the thing to take out of this and go forward with is you're never going to get to this place called there with money. Right. Yeah. That's enlightening. Love it. So where can our people find you other than the book on Amazon? At masteryourmoneynow.com. Okay. And that is the easiest way to get all of the information about me, whether it's events I'm having, um, speaking, all the good stuff. Awesome. On there. The book is on there. Additional resources for the book are on there. All that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Awesome. Okay. Give it to us one more time. Master your what our subject for today money now nice. masteryourmoneynow.com melissa turnus thank you so much thank you've been you. a wonderful this guest this has been fabulous all right Yay. and we hope that um everyone who's listening we hope you enjoyed it if you could go and rate us we would love it that helps other people find us in the podcast universe we would greatly appreciate it and share 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 yes. share yes. share share Share. And I share want people to comment too on like if things come up as they're listening and they're like got questions or things they want to say. Yeah, uh, turn this into a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I love conversations. Yeah, and Facebook and even fun. even taking this podcast and sharing it with your girlfriends. Yep. So that you can start to open that conversation with them. Yep. Awesome. True. We're gonna we are gonna change the women money message one listener at a time. Boom. Boom. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And you do you, you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.